This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Oh, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast presented by Miller Lite. Celebrate responsibly. We love Miller Lite. Certainly loving Miller Lite a lot more than loving the Phils tonight, Jack. I definitely had a few too many Miller Lights at Elliott Shore Parks' wedding this weekend, and I am definitely still feeling it because I'm 40 and I don't recover the way I used to. And it looked like the Phillies played like that tonight, Jack. I Look, uh, I was I was super ready to do a, a fully excitable three out of four in St. Louis pod coming out of this one and uh went the other way pal yeah i guess so uh you can say that again um oh, yeah man. it's get ready. uh well i get all right Here's- yeah i mean you did you did text me i'm despondent like 10 minutes ago so go <laughs> well, ahead well all right yeah let me just explain to everyone exactly <laughs> where i'm at with this team is uh, that like what 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 has me so down, James, is that I I genuinely feel like there's a different feel to this team, and I I have felt that way for a little bit now. And the first two games in St. Louis, it was like, yeah, like this is good. Even when they they lo- uh, lost yesterday, it was like, you know what, that's fine. Like it's not a it's not a disaster loss. Like it's not one of those losses that you like are just uh you know. Yeah, despondent i guess after um it was a bullpen game i mean you know right and and they were up late and they should have won and whatever um and then tonight happens and it's not even that i'm at the mode of like oh same old philly is like this whole mirage it's just i feel like a special season as being taken away from us for like broken fingers and stuff and it's just like you know, I, I think they've been able to overcome the Bryce thing pretty well. Uh, they've been able to overcome the Gene thing pretty well. But, like, and it's not even like Bohm was that unbelievable, although he was definitely heating up recently. But it's like they they can't stay afloat with this much, this, this many injuries. Like, they just can't. And then, you know, now Ranger's down and Eflin's down. I know they said tonight Ranger might start. Uh, a game before the all-star break it's like fine that's that's okay but still it's like we we have to go two bullpen games in in three days and it's like i'm battling between i really do genuinely feel like they have turned a corner as a team as a franchise and i think that they know how to win i think they're figuring out ways to win and also the reality of like they can't just keep over and, and listen if they do overcome these injuries and they they find a way to go on a run and they they piece this thing together and they they still go into the all star break like limping a little bit but it's not like as big of a disaster as we thought then then kudos to them and they get a standing o and all of that but it's just like a boom goes down and how i felt and i think how the team played after that it was like it was a deflating feeling it was a straight up deflating feeling of like Seriously, we got to do this again. And I guess <laughs> this is a, a massive jump to conclusions, James. Uh, but it, it's like I, I'm sitting here feeling like we might be playoffless again because uh, they just they, they just are too hurt. Like they are, are too banged up. 
I don't know why they keep breaking their fingers. I am shocked that Bryson Stott didn't break his finger in like the eighth inning when that ball went in uh, inside against them. And like, I guess I just have this feeling of I think that they're they've turned a corner as a team. I, I like the direction that they're headed. I think they figured out mostly how to win. They've had a lot of special moments this year, and I feel deflated that another key player got hurt, and I don't know if they can overcome another injury. They're already really thin, and I, I just that's where I'm at right now, and that's how I feel this way. You know what's funny is in a in an unexpected turn of events, a twist, you might say, I actually am okay right now. And I, you know, I earlier today was fully in on this team. I went on the radio and saying, this team's good. Believe in them. Dave Dombrowski needs to go out and earn his money and add to this team because they deserve it. And they've proved that they're going to battle through adversity. And we've lost Bryce Harper and continued to win series. They lose Gene Segura earlier that and literally go on the run. You know, it coincided with the end of the Joe Girardi era and obviously all that entailed. But this team, to your point, has shown that they have been able to fight and feel different. than Look, every time the last few years at this point in the season and further into the season, this team's been in it. Like, we haven't been out of it until September every single year since 2018 when they've been pseudo-competitive, let's call it. So, you know, it feels different this year, though. And that's even with losing these guys. And I understand, I felt it. Look, I think you can even... You know, it's it's you don't want to uh, make excuses for a loss, but it certainly felt like, to your point, you know, they're up one nothing, they're cruising along, boom, rips one into the, you know, into the gap, and and we're feeling good, and then all of a sudden, it, it's clear that he broke his finger. You know, it, you see the replay, and it's ugly, and he said it, and I think it deflated the team, and you know, you know me, athletes are humans, right? I think it's tough when that stuff happens, and I'm sure the team in the moment felt that. What you're saying, like again really seriously but I do think that they've shown that they can rally you know and that this team especially with you know as long honestly you know who to who to thunk would be saying as long as Kyle Schwerber's out there you know I kind of feel like they can overcome anything just from a a culture standpoint now which is which is amazing but I I do feel like they can battle and I, I think look losing Boehm hurts and he had been heating up of course they showed the little graphic to start the game that he's like you know bang like 390 over his last 13 or whatever it was so I you know I get it it's it's tough but they do have guys who can be approximates of what Bohm can do you know it with Camargo coming back with Maton potentially coming back with the potential to add guys who are those type of fringe type guys you don't give up too much for but who can contribute for a period of time and certainly be better defensively so I get where you're coming from but I do think like I think it's I think it's premature to say that this team can't continue to battle through adversity, especially like Bone matters, but he's not like Bryce Harper. You already lost that dude. Um, I don't know. I actually am not feeling as down as you are, unbelievably. Yeah, I mean, again, I I listen. I would do anything for them to to to, to stay in. And it, listen, the season is not over. I I, I refuse to believe that, and it, it's time for. I guess they're probably just going to try to make it through the all-star break and not try to add a piece beforehand so that they can just kind of get to that point and then, uh, you know, figure it out post all-star break. And yeah, I understand what you're saying. And like, listen, I, again, I want them to stay in this. I want them to, to compete. And yes, and that's what honestly, 
it comes from the standpoint of where I'm at actually with you is that I do think they turned a corner and I do think Schwarber's been a main piece. And like, I do think that th- like Reese has been ridiculous here for a, a good stretch now. And it's just like, I want to see them rewarded, you know, and I want to see them. It's just, it's another, it's not even Bohm is this ridiculous player right now, but it's just another piece that is just missing. And when you have like, Didi and JT and and Castellanos like those are your the the heart of your lineup and like the only interesting pieces of your lineup right now is Schwarber and Hoskins and then the the bottom of the lineup when it's Bohm, Veerling, uh I guess uh, Munoz like like that's the that's the the core of the lineup right now it's like okay well another key piece of that is out and um, it's an, you know, it's, it's one of those why us things. So yeah, I think tonight, you know, was deflating bone goes out. I mean, it, it, the guy seems addicted to having his words caught on camera. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's, how does unbelievable. It it's unbelievable. It's yeah, unbelievable. Like it, yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. They're always, they, they always capture him right at that point. So listen, they, they're tied for the third wild card. They, they just got to tread water, but James like, man, like this week they have Barrios, they have Alcantara, they have Alcantara, they have well, Kevin well, Gosman. Yeah, well, they, I think like, you're, it, I think you're hitting on an important point. Like this week, you know, this is I think a really important week from that perspective. Going to Toronto, shorthanded, you know, obviously we'll we'll get into that, but um, you know, and then and then you go to the the House of Horrors. I mean, you know, heading into the All Star break especially with a week off to stew or bask in whatever happens, you know, I think both from a culture perspective, from a way the front office looks at them perspective, it matters. But I also think like, you know, we talk about like the big moves Dombrowski has to make, but you know, if you look at what the Braves did last year and really how they won the world series was with fringe moves, you know, it was with getting Eddie Rosario and getting Jorge Soler and, you know, making these moves for guys who, you know, no one's saying, wow, the Braves won Jock Peterson. Like, the Braves won the trade deadline. They made these moves that that got guys, and obviously, you know, you can't anticipate, you know, guys having career halves of seasons in certain cases or career playoff runs like Eddie Rosario or whatever. But And Soler, for that matter, too, World Series MVP. I mean, you know, those were the moves that won the Braves World Series, not the, like, trade all year. And we, we, we I want... All types of moves like Dombrowski has an like he has to step up now and do some stuff, in my opinion. But but I do think that, you know, you get caught up in the big moves. There can be smaller moves that can also make a big difference this time of year. Yeah. And what they're trying to do, I think, is is try to rely on some of the younger guys because they've, you know, given them good energy uh, so far this year. But, you know, um, there are little moves that, that, that can be made that could help the team and just give them you know, a, a, some breathing room, you know, just, just keep them, keep them afloat here for a little bit. Um, and hopefully bone, like, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, uh, a broken finger, I guess at this point is, I mean, Segura's out for 10 to 12 weeks. Bryce might miss like, you know, six to eight weeks. So like, who knows, uh, however long these guys can be out. Um, <laughs> it is unbelievable. Like, it is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's it's just, like it's the so bone un- one's annoying, especially though, because like, I don't care if it looks cool or not. Like wear the stupid protective hand thing. You know, it helps. It's a chance you won't get injured in that situation. Like, I know it looks dumb, but why wouldn't you wear that thing if you're a player? In my opinion. I mean, this is so much worse. Yeah. Um, you know, and well, and also like, you know, slide in with your, your, you know, 
figures yeah. out. Well, that's a whole usually. that's a whole separate <laughs> usually, issue. You know, there was baseball for over a hundred years or one hundred and twenty years without having to have something on your hand. I agree, but I guess we don't. You know, they don't teach fundamentals anymore. Like people can't freaking. Bunt, oh, the Jack. analytics. Jack, the analytics people can't bunt. People can't bunt. I mean, you know. Anyway. Yeah. So listen. Um. I'm down tonight, and I, can I tell, feel like buddy. the life has been sucked out of me again. Oh, man. Um, I but, was going to come in and rip on you for that total, you know, jerk move poll you put out, the totally biased Schwarber Castellanos poll. Like, thanks, buddy, well, for that. But now I feel bad doing that. You know, now I feel bad calling you out for being a bad teammate when you're so down. Well, here's the thing. It's like, dude, imagine being a Castellanos guy. Like, uh, seriously, imagine, imagine. All right, let me let living me, and dying on that hill. Let when me Kyle let me address exists. this. All right, yes, <laughs> yes, I was the Castellanos guy. Jack was the Schwerber guy. You freaking win, Jack. I Schwerber's the best. He's my favorite guy on the freaking team. He's clearly the guy keeping this team afloat with like. Everything that he has in his ability to try and keep a team together, he's doing everything he can. And and my guy is out there looking like feeble, dude. Even when he gets hits, they're like little check swing BS, you know, bloop drops. Like, he looks horrible. The guy batted 309 with 34 home runs last year, Jack. All right, I'm uh, like... I'm not a big one-time guy, you know, the, like, one-time. I never do the one-time, but guess what? I'm doing one-time. Nick freaking Castellanos. I'm going to wake Zoya. Nick freaking Castellanos. One-time, buddy. Can you please turn it the bleep around for me? Okay? Thank you. It's been addressed. I don't want any more. I'm t- there'll, be, there'll be no more comments on this situation until further notice. I need some time. Okay. Are we past this now? No more polls, teammate. Thank you, <laughs> buddy, friend, close personal friend. Thank you. Go ahead. Hey, got to be honest. <laughs> Don't see it happening. No, I really don't. God, like I don't. Feeble. I don't see it he happening. Looks feeble, Jack. Dude, it is like, dude. I've never seen him. Like he looks like he's half swinging. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, it really and like is. I hate. And like I hate to do this. I really do. But I hate to pull the like. Does he even care? Card. Um, wow. But it's like it's so hard to watch him at the plate and think like, oh, he's definitely like cares. Um, also, like, I mean. The guy, every single pitch now is on the outside corner. And, like, I, you know, I don't, like, he keeps trying to, like, pull him. And then every time he pulls him, it's this weak little ground oh, ball. The, to, you mean to, the king of double plays, Nick Castellanos? Oh, oh, yes. oh, I mean, between him and JT, it's like, oh how, many, how many double plays? Can, it's, it's, it's honestly, like, I, I just, I, I sit here and you and I both know baseball. We have watched Nick Castellanos. It is, Maybe the most shocking thing I've seen. I am so and with you, dude. Like, it just makes, and for as much as I get on you, like, I love, I wanted Nick Castellanos, uh, like, I'm all in. Like, yeah, I, we both did the, the pod being very excited they signed Nick yeah, Castellanos. Like, 
I just didn't think they would because I didn't think they would surrender a draft pick. Um, so this is me being a good teammate saying, hey, I'm not going to let you just, you know, go out there on the vine and, and you know, go out this Thanks, way. Buddy. I'm going to stick Look up for you, you as well. Thanks, buddy. As the Schwarber guy, you know, I'm going <laughs> to Yes, because I gonna did not do – let's go back and also say I was very excited about Kyle Schwarber too. All right? We're yeah, both on the that's record. debatable. Debatable. You probably were like, ah, career 237 average. <laughs> yep, that was me. Um, go back. <laughs> no, it's on um, tape. <laughs> but uh no i just i just i i genuinely it's it's one of the most shocking things i've i've seen as a phillies fan I've, I've, we've seen a lot of things but nick cassianos like not being able to hit is like one of those things i just didn't account for i guess heading into this season um i think we could have accounted for a lot but him just like with just feeble uh hacks at the plate um him now I didn't anticipate him having to uh, play the field that much, um, but yeah, that not, sucks. Not and who knows there. if that's weighing on him? But I mean, it, not enough to be this. I mean, it's like it's interesting. Like he got hit. I mean, I, I don't. I, he got hit like uh, on the wrist on like May fifth, and he at that point he was batting about three eleven, I think. Yeah, he and, started out great, you know. And like since he got hit on the wrist, he's been i don't know the worst hitter in baseball oh. i think oh that's not this is interesting i mean I this is true. interesting no no not true but i mean it's it's pretty close jack well i think he does have like the second i'm, I'm not a huge war guy but i think he has the second lowest war in all of baseball this oh year. my god um, so, so among like among the like, qualified hitters oh my god yeah um oh, and like oh man and, and, and people are like people uh, i started out so positive tonight jack well it's funny like people people are saying oh well just put someone else in the three hole it's like dude they're they're batting a guy clean up that, that was, was, was in the, in the minors, mind like, three weeks ago like, who, who and, and, and he should hole? be there and he should be there Derek hole should be batting clean up that's the craziest part yeah, I mean, who are you gonna put there? You gonna put you gonna put Boehm there? Oh wait, no, he's not around anymore. Um, oh, like, God. you gonna put Didi there? You wanna put Didi? You wanna yeah. Veerling? You wanna put Veerling in the three hole? Is that a, is that the grand? By the way, like, can we knock it off with the Veerling in the nine hole thing? I mean, why are we still acting like this guy's a, pl- a platoon player? Oh, it's I mean, crazy. He should it's be like, the everyday center fielder, and he should be batting like sixth. I mean, like, seriously, it's, it's the most Joe Girardi thing I've seen from Rob Thompson is, like, this continued, like, oh, well, Veerling, mm, we'll see. Doesn't it remind – it's not the same because he's not as good, but it reminds me so much of, what, like, worth in the first half of 08 where oh, it's yeah. like, oh, this guy's so much better. Why are we playing Jeff Jenkins over him? And then worth turned out to be a really good player. Yeah, also, an all-star. Like, yeah, also, also probably, like, the third best player of that run. He was, um, he was amazing. He was amazing um, that so, all right. Now, a serious baseball question. Is the best version of this I guess the best version of the team is Veerling at third base for the for the time being and I guess O'Double back in center and, and Castellanos and Well, right, until Veer- until Camargo comes back. Like I would rather play yeah. Camargo. I mean, like I know look and Camar- Munoz. Yeah, look, I I like Gyro a little bit, man. Gyro's all right, you know, but um I, I'm with you. I, I like I I think Look, Camargo's not back yet, right? He's on a rehab assignment, so yeah. But least... I'm pretty sure he. Could, I'm pretty sure he, like, very close. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, also, the, then, also, I, then I would rather have Veerling in center and Camargo at at third. A Veerling, but, a, you know, Veerling a Veerling platoon, or a, a, a Camargo Munoz platoon. I I guess could work. Also, like, I I need. I, I kind of forgot about him, frankly, James, because he was up for like two and a half games and was awesome. But like. 
Can I get Nick Maton back? Yeah, like, well, I mentioned <laughs> it before. Him and Camargo are both on re-up assignments. Like, Nick May, all of a sudden, like, give me Nick Maton, please. Uh, I think he's he's in Clearwater right now, so um, seems a little bit further away than Camargo. Okay. But uh, but yeah, it's like like he came up and was like saved the season for two games, and then was taken away from me. Uh-huh. And I could really use some Nick Maton back in my life. Yeah, uh, look, uh, it is it is pretty wild how beat up they are. I mean, you know, especially just in the infield, losing Segura and Bohm and Camargo and Maton, like whoever they kind of bring up, the fact that they've had to get down to Jairo Munoz. And again, he's been really good, you know, given the opportunity. But the fact that Jairo Munoz even had to be called up has shown what a, uh, you know, kind of injury-plagued, you know, infields. I mean, the fact. Uh, and I- hey, James. Yeah. Alec Bone's finger is dislocated, not broken. Oh. X-rays were negative. Oh. They, and Rob Thompson doesn't know if he'll have to go on the IL. Yo, buddy. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Playoff run is still alive. <laughs> and we Andrew Pilates. Andrew Pilates started tomorrow. What? A, what? A, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Hey, I like Pilates. Um What a what a ride the first twenty minutes of this podcast are going to be for everyone, knowing like that we are despondent over thinking Bum's going to be out like four to six weeks or whatever. The oh. Phil season's back on. Like, should we just redo? Should we restart the podcast, or no, do you want to no. let people go on this roller coaster ride? Way us? too late for me. I got I got thrown what? off course. Like, I, I actually was going to it at. At the beginning of the pod, uh, openly start a a feud with the Cardinals manager. Marmol, is it Marmol? I don't even know. Yes. The Cardinals manager guy. For for doing a pitching change in the ninth inning up six one, I was going to be like, oh, I, actually I mean, between hate you, dude. between I actually between hate that you. we are now we are now mortal enemies. Like, you know, I'm done. You know, so no, we're not starting over. I think it's fun. I think people will enjoy hearing the 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 twists and turns of our emotions as it come out. Yeah. So, uh, gotta be honest. Um, I feel much better now uh, oh, than I than I did. That. You love Alec Baum. That's your guy. Well, it's not that I like Alec Baum. I lo- I here's my my official stance on Baum. Like I want him to be good like I, it's 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 definitely a want thing um him hitting the two home runs on friday night and lifting the ball in the air it was like it was a weird sequence for me james because on one hand i was like very excited that it's a big win on the road whatever on the other hand i was like why can't you do that more often yeah i'm not saying like you gotta hit a home run but like hit the ball in the air and then like Especially the second one, like you know, he'll he'll drive one sometimes. It just kind of carries. Like the second one, like he never. T- it was so shocking to see him like turn on one and jack it out to left field. I feel like that's you know, and lift it out to left. That's you know, theoretically should be the easiest home run for him, and he never hits those. You know, right? Um. So, and then I feel like after that, like his his just like he seemed like he was kind of hopping around the infield and. Um, you know, he was hitting the ball kind of all over the place a little bit. So, um, you know, I was just, I was just kind of, I was in a good spot with Alec Bohm. And honestly, I kind of felt the, like this, this last stretch, I mean, 13 games, you mentioned he's batting 390 was really the best I'd felt about him since, you know, his, his rookie year. And 
to see him go down when they need his offense right now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we just talked about Cassianos. JT's been JT. Didi, I still can't believe hasn't hit the home run, hit a home run yet. You know, it's it's kind of turning into Miles Sanders last year where he was. Yeah, that's a great comp. That's a great like, comp. Like, it's just, you know, um, you know, it's just been disaster. And honestly, I like the 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 bottom of the lineup of uh, Stott, who I know hasn't been hitting great recently, but I feel like is kind of starting to make better swing decisions and doesn't look like it. It's weird. Like, he doesn't look like a total disaster. No, like, he never- looks like he works at bats. You know, he looks like he knows what he's doing up there. It just feels like it kind of never. I mean, I, I actually was just had this conversation with Richie this morning when before the show we were looking at numbers and, and Richie was like, how is Bryson Stott still only batting like 180? It feels like he's a better hitter than that. And I was like, right there with you, buddy. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you want to see the ball driven more. It seems like a lot of pop-ups. But, um, you know, his his uh, like O swing percentage has gone down by the month and uh, he's not chasing as much. So that's good. But I, I just I, I want to watch him play because I want to see him develop. I'm in one of those modes with Bryson Stott. And you go Stott, you go Veerling, and, and Boehm in some order at the bottom of the lineup. It's like, all right, I feel pretty good about that heading into Schwartz at the top. Like That's kind of, you know, th- I think they've added good spark to this team. They've helped them win games. Um, and I just was I, – I just – I like the vibe of the bottom of the lineup, even though that it wasn't been, like, unbelievable offense. I mean, they, they got their first runner in scoring position tonight in the ninth. They didn't have any in the game that Boehm had two home. So the offense is definitely struggling. Yeah, but and they, other, they won the other one, one nothing. Yeah, and but they've been figuring out ways to win ball games. Yep. Um, so really, I'm just I'm just glad that I hope that he only missed a little bit of time here and, and can get back and uh, you know help out the the Phil's daycare as they call them. Yeah, yeah, they definitely need it, and uh, it's great news, especially if they're not talking about IL. I mean, with the the you know, all-star break coming up, that, that'd be a, a really good sign for, for his potential to get back and help him soon. And obviously won't be there the next two games. Um, the, the four names, I was actually shocked. It was only four, uh, you know, to be honest of the people who couldn't play in Toronto, um, you know, Romuto, uh, Bohm, Nola Gibson, and the way they set up the rotation, obviously you get Bilotti starting because of that, which is you know, bummer, but that, that happens with the injuries now anyway. But, um, you know, obviously losing JT, you know, I'm excited to see Garrett Stubbs two nights, but, um, it's annoying. And, you know, you really, uh, you hope you don't see Toronto in the world series if you get there. Um, but, um, let's cross that bridge. uh, Exactly. But, um, you know, it is frustrating going into these two games. And then again, the Miami series, like, God, how much does it suck to look at the Marlins when we're going to Miami and just be like, man, this is going to be tough. You know, we should be going into a Marlins series being, you know, confident. Um, but um, uh, what was I going to say? I totally lost my train of thought. See, I'm tired, Jack. No, you're doing a great job, pal. You're doing Thanks, a great buddy. job. Thanks. All right. So question. So do you no longer want them to trade for Brandon Drury? I'm assuming we're good on that. Brent and Jory. <laughs> I like Brent and Jory. Depends on the, having a depends career on the trade year, bag. I know. I, honestly, so I had it written in the take back. Uh, now, granted, I thought that Bum was going to miss like the rest of the season at this point. Cause, um, but a, a little bit of injury luck our way. You know, no, how about is it? Is that allowed? I don't think so. By the way, uh, so it's going to go Alcantara on Friday night. Oh, great. Um, sat, uh, I mean, Friday night. Like I, I'm already dreading watching that game. Like I just... 
I couldn't look. I'm not looking forward to a baseball game less than the Phillies on Friday night. That's a fact. Uh, they got Trevor Rogers on Saturday against Chris Sanchez, which sounds like a loss. And oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, big game Knowles on Sunday, heading into the All Star break in Miami. What does that sound like, James? It sounds like the only game I feel confident about is the one Zach Wheeler's pitching. That's what oh, I'm going to say. not pitching that series. So. No, I know. I'm saying this week, the rest yeah. of this week, the only yeah. game I feel good about is the one Zach Wheeler's pitching. That's what I say. Which Speaking is- speaking of the Marlins, I, I did have it in my take back, but I could really use a, a nice trade for, for Joey Wendell. If they wanted to bring in a ah, local guy, yeah, another utility guy that I think is rehabbing right now. But um, if Bone was missing time, you know, I thought uh, it, him at like third base, shortstop, second, he can play all of them. So you know, if they, I don't know how he, he can't cost that much in a trade. You know, he was like a waiver claim by the Marlins, and um, they have like John Birdie, Brian Anderson, uh, Miguel Rojas. Like they have a bunch of guys down there that can kind of play. So you know, maybe they would give us him for for not much. So. Joey Wendell was my big uh, tr- trade idea of this podcast. I like you getting in your your little trade ideas that are now defined, even though we've we made a joke about how we did the whole pod before not knowing, and then we found out that you still find ways to get in the other things you were going to do, still knowing that Alec Boom is not going to be out a long time. I appreciate that. I <laughs> would trade for Joey Wendell regardless. Yeah, and look, it, it, like you said, it should not cost anything. Um, to get theoretically to get Joey Wendell. Um, uh, yeah, I'm with you. How about, uh, do you care at all about the Wheeler snub, by the way? But if we just talked about Wheeler. Does that like, do you get offended by that type well, of stuff? Cause I, I do that. I, I, I don't care that much, but I, I kind of do for him. I, I think, you know, after losing the Cy Young, he's kind of never gotten these type of awards and stuff like that. I know he was an all-star last year, but I, uh, I think, I think he really got snubbed. Well, it's funny. I guess you and I uh, didn't read the fan base well when we weren't that upset he didn't win Cy Young. So, <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> maybe we're way off on this one. Um, I guess my thing with Wheeler is that I think he's going to be uh, – two things. I think he's going to be there anyway because someone's going to pitch. Sure. Um, so I, I think he's going to be there too. It's a know, great point because he has to pitch that second game in Toronto. He'll line up that he can pitch it. That's a good point. Well, I guess right. they, I guess yeah, that yeah, because it'll be Tuesday, so yeah. Right. So there's that, and there's also like the, you know, some of these teams do need to have an all star, so, you know, it's kind of going to happen. Um, but at the same time, I, I think his early season struggles have been held against him. Like I looked at it today, and I was downright shocked. You know, his ERA is one six five since May first. What? Yeah, he's got a 165 ERA since May 1st. Like, I mean, yeah, he's been great. I mean, it's like 246 for the season or something like that, which is really good still. I know. It's like it's it's so funny how he like just rolls out of bed now and pitches to under a 2.5 ERA for an entire season. You know, we never it feels like we never put him in the in the Halliday Lee. He's better than Hamels, but we never put him in like the the Halliday or Lee category when he's been not just as good, but he's been like a little bit below those guys uh, really since the beginning of last year. So, um, you know, it's sometimes I, I, I honestly, James, I think I take Zach Wheeler for, for granted. I really do. Um, so, yes, he was snubbed 165 ERA since May 1st. Um, but also there's some disgusting pitchers in the NL. 
So yeah, uh, I mean, like it's like you see the name Tony Gonson on there, and you're like, what? And then he's they're like, oh, he's eleven and zero with a one six two ERA. It's like, all right, you know that guy. Well, he's he Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin is single handedly bringing back the pitcher wins. Conversation. He's eleven and zero, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh my god, how do you not mention it? I mean, with a one six two ERA, Jack. I mean, we're talking like Bob Welch stuff back in the day. Listen, hey, this is this is. I tell me how you feel about this, but I genuinely feel this way. I don't care what his numbers are. I oh, yeah. N- I mean, Zach no Wheeler interest. is a way, way, way better pitcher than Tony Gonsolin. No, I have no interest in him starting the All-Star game. Oh, no, no, no. Well, it's in L.A., so he probably will. But I'm very with you. I Look, I appreciate that the All-Star game rewards guys who are having, you know, career half seasons and stuff like that. But it's the Major League Baseball All-Star game. Like, the stars of the game should be there, and it should be predominantly the stars of the game. So, like, I get it's a balance, but, you know, I want to see the All-Stars in the All-Star game, and I think it's good for the sport when you see the All-Stars in the All-Star game. So, for what it's worth, that's my take. And I love the Pujols-Cabrera thing. I think they should do more stuff like that. I like the Pujols-Cabrera thing. Except with the home run derby, yeah, that I, it's a farce when you put pools in the home run. I'm very with you. Unless, on that. I was talking the All Star game. I unless, agree. unless you ready for my suggestion? Because this is the only way he's going to compete. Mm-hmm. Let him hit with a metal bat. <laughs> well, then he would win. I mean, he would absolutely win with a metal bat, right? The guy's I mean, got five homers on the year. I mean, the guy has the fifth most home runs in the history of the sport. And you're giving him a metal bat. I'm a, giving him a in I'm a giving him a stealth style pitching <laughs> home run competition. Like you know, come on, dude. I'm giving him a stealth comp, this and is, this I am is seeing a great one. This is a great either or. So you don't think you think that one of those guys, Schwarbs or whoever, would would beat Albert Pools with a wooden bat while Pools had a metal bat? You because I love this because I I feel. I feel so utterly confident that Pujols would win. Like, I would probably bet almost everything to my name on this. I don't know, man. I I really don't. I mean. I love it. I'm I don't so know excited. how much. But I mean, listen, he did hit a ball, like, somehow I off the wall. I need people to Nolan let us know. What do people, again, <laughs> slow home run derby type thing. Not like, you know, you know, live pitching, whatever. What do you t- tweet at us? Whatever, like, and Jack will see it more than I do. But I need to know what people think because I am fascinated by this idea. I think it's such a great idea, Jack. I love it so much. Like, I I love that you you came up with this. So thank you. Listen, give let Pujols hit with the stealth comp and <laughs> yep. see who wins. Well, now I want um, it to happen just so I can find out. <laughs> I have another. I have another uh, home run derby take. Um, I know this is probably the right time for this. Um. But this is a, a direct message for for Kyle Schwarber. Oh, um, yes, give it to me. Schwarbs, Schwarbs, um, not Schwarber. the Schwarberian. No, Schwar- no, no, we've settled this on this pod. Let, no Schwarberian, Schwarbs, Schwarbo. They're Schwarbombs. We're done. I don't care if the Phillies miss the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I now. <laughs> no, no, I know. Oh no. <laughs> 
I need you to beat, beat Pete Alonso. I knew it's soon as you home run derby. So with you, that's the best take you've ever had. Like I, I can't handle the head <laughs> Thank movements. You. Thank you. The, the the like like Pete Alonso is one of the worst things for baseball. Uh, when it comes to making the sport cool or whatever. Um, dear Kyle, please, from the bottom of my heart, it would mean the world to me if you could participate in the home run derby, not let it ruin your second half swing and beat Pete Alonzo. It's truly all I care about. Well, Jack, you know, like I was the first one on the, the Pete Alonzo sucks in the home run derby corner. If my most famous tweet of all time was about Pete Alonzo sucking in the home run derby, like, Relax, pal. All right, you're a major league baseball player, and you act, you're acting like you like this is like the the single greatest moment of your life. You play major league baseball for a living. Like, act like you've been there a little bit. You loser. I couldn't agree, Jack. Yes, Schwarber. I I co-signed Jack's take. I really want you guys to make the playoffs. I'm all in on that. But this is in fact more important. Thank you. It's a it's an important. Like, we need to be has, on the same page on this, and I am, I am nothing fully has, behind you. Nothing has felt more like this podcast is uh, ethos, I guess, in a way, nice. than choosing Kyle Schwarber beating Pete Alonso <laughs> in the home run derby <laughs> over making the playoffs. Yeah, so it's good know, to be back. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, it's probably more likely. Um, all right, <laughs> um, take back in a second. Again, shout out to Miller Lite and shout out to everyone who's been friggin' amazing with the Miller Lights for Phil's wins. Like, we love every time we see those, they, it, it just makes us so happy. It's awesome. And Miller Lite's the best. So it's fun to do. Uh, official partner of the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miller Lite restaurant of the week this week. Miller Lite's restaurant of the week is Ron's Original Bar and Grill in Exton, PA. You can check out Ron's for all Phillies games with a $3 Miller Lite draft special. That is a deal. Uh, from homemade pastas to pizzas, I'm a fan of both of those things. Made with imported Italian flour, Ron's Original serving real food for the health of it. Uh, go to ronsoriginal.com. Ron's, uh, shout out to Ron's. Big fan of pasta and pizza. Uh, two of my, if not my favorite yeah. foods, Jack. Well, and I, I will say this. You know, Miller Lights, uh, you know, you and I did a, a live Miller Lights for Phil's Wins on Saturday sure at did, Elliot's buddy. wedding. Sure did. Which was. Suited which was, up and, and yeah. Miller Lights for Phil's Wins. It just, because we should, like, you know, that's how much we love Miller Lights for Phil's Wins. We're at Elliot Sherpark's wedding and we're like, hold on. Let's do the thing. So, yeah, and frankly, we looked like snacks yeah. in our in our. It in wasn't our suits. too bad, you know, guy. You know, just saying. Not everyone has a face for radio, okay? Not these guys. I agree, and even though you're aging rapidly, it's still <laughs> it's still not too bad. Um, yeah, you couldn't see quite how gray my hair is in the picture, so that was good too. Yeah, um, I tell you what, great wedding beer, Miller Lite. Um, I will. Is this an endorsement? I woke up the next day feeling good. <laughs> I think it is. I think yeah. that's a, a big, big sign. I, I, the Miller Lights were amazing. I may or may not have partaken in a few hard uh, liquor uh, beverages as well. But, you know, that was my mistake. The Miller Lights were perfect, and I should have only had Miller Lights. 
Yeah, big fan of turning into an. Well, old, Elliot wanted me like to do that. shots yeah. with him. All right, let's blame the groom. All right, he says, "Will you do shots with me?" What am I supposed to say? No, sir, I will not do shots with you. And that well, was my and mistake, then, Jack. Because shots Joe and old guys. His shot to you. Yes, yeah. he sure did. I did Joe's shot. I'm happy someone saw that. I wasn't gonna out it, but yes, Joe handed me his shot as well. So. My mistake, uh, if I had liked Jack, I, all I drank otherwise was Miller Lights. But, you know, old guys and shots, not a great combo. Fun in the moment, I Jack. Agree. Less fun after the moment. What is going on? Are you in like a tornado or something, a wind tunnel? No, my window's open and a really loud car just dropped. I love it. Uh, he's such a professional. Uh, so, again, go, <laughs> go to Ron's Original Bar and Grill to watch some Phil's games in X and PA. And also a reminder, we still have a $25 gift card from Screwball Sports Bar and King of Prussia, which you can still win. Go to the contest page at 94WIP.com to register to win. Fritzy, take back it up, buddy. At least, you know, what you have left from all your Alec Bohm-related trades that you've already given us. Yeah, so I have one note that I wrote down on Saturday with a couple Miller Lights in me at the wedding, which I don't know if I totally feel the same way, but oh, I will get to that. I love this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that in a, in a second. Oh, and you're um, teasing the, it too. What a uh, yes, your yeah. pro status back on. Yep, I'm, I'm drawing people in. Yeah, teasing in a podcast, on. maybe exactly a little different than teasing in radio. No, you know, commercials to mess with it. But yes, go ahead. I'm addicted to teasing. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, did you go back and watch the ninth inning on Saturday or no? I did not. I was too I know. beat I up the you. next day, Jack. Yep. Yes, I watched All Sunday. Say- I watched what was happening live on my, my television. <laughs> All I'll say is this, is that the Bryson Stott play on Saturday in the ninth inning was one of the more heads-up plays I've seen in my in my baseball watching. Wow. And it, what it, it, gives me, it gives me a lot of hope about his, his future. Like so basically it. what happened, um, uh, bases were loaded. No, runners on first and third, and balls hit to Reese, and Reese faked to go to home. But the pitcher wasn't covering first, so Stott came over and covered first, and they got the, the, the very important out. And it wasn't—it was like a—it was like a oh cheater if he did it. Like, oh my gosh, he's thinking three steps ahead. Um, so it was—it was a really smart baseball play. So um, that made me excited. The little things, James. The little things. So what I wrote down on Saturday, um, and I still mostly feel this way, and I. feel feel even better about it post uh bone not being done for the season or whatever is that I genuinely believe that this is going to be the worst Phillies team for the next like five years. Like, I think that, like, I think this is just the start of a, of a really good five ish year run of Phil's baseball. Like I like where the team is when it comes to Schwarber, Harper, um, you know, Boom, hopefully showing some signs. Uh, Reese has been really good here for, for a good stretch. Um, and like is weirdly even better when, when Bryce is in, in the lineup. Um, I refuse to believe Cassianos is just not good. So I hope that this is one of those like weird down Cassianos years where he bats two thirty for no reason. So I, I, that's where I'm at with him. And then I look at Wheeler, Nola, and, but I also look at 
you know, the, the drafts have just been getting better. There's more talent coming into the system. They've pretty much rebuilt the whole pitching side of their of their player development in like two years when it comes to getting some high-level arms that can help this team. Um, now, they might use some in trades. You know, I think Ben Brown's a guy they're going to use in trades. Um, I'd be surprised if they moved one of Abel, Painter, or Griff. But, like, even if they did, I, I not, not Abel or Painter and Griff, but – let's say hypothetically they can go get a Brian Reynolds or go get a Cedric Mullins. Well, obviously they wouldn't do that now because the Orioles have like <laughs> back to 500. <laughs> um, but like, let's, so let's say they have to use one of those guys to go get a real big upgrade. I have confidence for the first time in a while that they'll be able to replenish that uh, in the drafts. So, you know, I just, I, I like the trajectory of the team and I think that we are on the verge of, of going on a nice little run here. Do I know if it's going to end in a World Series? Do I know that it's going to be like 2008 or 2007, 2011? I don't. But I think for the next couple of years, we're actually going to have good baseball here. And I think if we said that a year ago or two years ago, we would have sounded crazy. Um, but I, I have a really good feeling about the how this kind of whole thing is turning. I love Rob Thompson. I think Dave Dombrowski knows how to win. I think Ani is is really important from finding the the fringe pieces on the roster, the Andrew Bellatis, the 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 Gyro Munozes, the Johan Kamara, like those little pieces they just haven't had in years past. So I know I wrote this on Saturday when they just uh, won a game uh, in the ninth inning when Canable had first and third no outs. Um, but two days later, post boom, post two losses. <laughs> I, I still mostly feel that way. Yeah, and look, I think we've talked about it so many times, but you know, as much as we live and die with the day-to-day of the team and you know, it's hard to look past wanting to win in the moment, I think the far more important developments with the team over the last two years or year and a half or whatever it's been since Zembrowski has been in charge has been the stuff that's happening behind the scenes, the development of the front office, the Preston Mattingly's, the Anis, you know, Brian Barber here before, but his growth and, and the, the you know, driveline growth of that and all the stuff they've done to make this a, a you know, first-class organization, you know, that runs functionally, you know, the Phillies way, like you always talk about. I think that's been the, the far more important stuff than on the field. And and to your point about the, the being able to replenish through the draft, yeah, I mean, think about the fact that their last two first-round picks are both already – you know, top fringe 50 prospects in baseball, you know, they're what, like 55 and 57 on MLB lists. Like they're going to be, you know, top 60, 70 on almost every list. I mean, and those are just their last two first picks. I mean, so, you know, I think that's such a good sign to, to see. I mean, we're talking, uh, I'm missing on a lot of first round picks, much less later picks. You know, you need to hit on the later ones too, but certainly a good sign that they're, you know, starting to evaluate guys right, you know? Well, and, and the, the most frustrating part for me, James, is that like, I just I've watched a talent in the last couple of drafts and it's like, you know, if they had these kind of players in the twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen drafts, we're probably not talking about totally. this, this franchise totally. is at. Like, totally. There's some players who they they might get on seventeen that I would have had, you know, way higher up when they um you know, when they were in this position a couple of years ago. So um yeah, it's just I, I I believe in the trajectory of the team. I believe in what they're doing in the front office. I believe they're starting to unearth some some interesting pieces. You know, their bullpen. I don't know how it got affected tonight, um, but I think it was just start. I think Nola allowed all the runs tonight, so whatever. Um, like their bullpen ERA uh, since Girardi's been fired is is 
3.02. Like that's almost that's almost in the twos, James. It's crazy. Um, so they're starting to find. Oh, who'd have thunk there. like having you know roles and pitching guys in the right situations and you know moving guys who are struggling to lower leverage situations and all that type of stuff would I don't know make them better. <laughs> you know, they would be put in better positions to be successful. Letting guys go multiple days in a row if if you trust them, like. You know, I just think they're they're to your point. I love the phrase used early on, and I think it's proved out, except with a couple exceptions, like the Beerling thing. You know, I think it's just a lot of common sense managing. You know, I think there aren't that many times you watch Thompson manage and say, "Wait, what?" You know, which we used to do every game with Girardi. So, well, and even even the questionable ones where uh, it, it, they usually work out. You know, even when I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. They usually kind of work out. Also, how could I forget Michael Kelly, uh, Jack in the Phil's ERA up tonight, or the Phil's bullpen ERA up tonight with the one run uh, off of Lars Newtbar in the ninth. Um, but yeah, I just I, Lars like Newtbar definitely has the single like the worst name. Yeah, the most not like the most not believable name in Major League Baseball. It sounds like Lars a sounds like a rolled doll character or something. Like it's crazy. Yes, it's a. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a candy bar. Yeah, um, sure, that too. Newt bar, yeah, that works. Yeah, Lars, Lars Newt bar. Um, uh, all right, I got two two more things before letting you get out of here. Oh, look at you. Um, buddy. we are now six days away from the MLB draft. I will have a full breakdown on Thursday. We'll do a pod Thursday, yep. and then Seltzer and I. We'll record Sunday after the draft. Which, reaction. which, by the way, on vacation, starting our vacation then, you know, taking the week off from our day jobs, as it were, and we are doing it because Jack could literally not start his vacation without potting about the draft as soon as possible. And that's what's happening because, well, that's, I mean, that's listen, what Jack pal, needs to happen. I. Do you want me to sit on thoughts while I'm no. literally no, without? I need without you to. Service? I need you to go to your your cabin in the woods. You know your tent glamp thing, whatever it is in the woods. I, I need you to go there and not have that weighing on you. I need you to to unburden yourself before you leave. So I'm I'm right there with you Sunday night, buddy. Don't worry. Whatever it takes. Okay. Whatever it takes. Well, the good part for you is that the game will be over by then. The draft, the Phils will have picked by at least 8.30. So, um, oh, look at we'll, that. We'll get a, and even yeah, then, we'll look, get a, I'm off the next day, so I can't, you know, I can't complain too much. And I will be, you know, it's interesting. If they draft one of my guys, I have three guys, and I think I said this last podcast, but I don't yeah. care. It hasn't, know, it hasn't yeah. changed. Gilbert, it hasn't right, changed from Tennessee's it's, number it, one. Drew Gilbert, Zach Nito, and Chase DeLauder. Uh, DeLauder. Love it. I love yeah, that name. I will be in the woods in, in Shenandoah uh, National Park in a in a tent, and hopefully uh, I can hopefully I can disconnect, whatever. I probably can't because I'm bad at it. But I'm only like 25 minutes from JMU, so like go over, see my guy Chase DeLauder, talk about you know being Phil's and how you know we're going to go on this journey together to the big leagues. And um I'm sure Chase DeLauder would, would really appreciate that. Even though there's a zero chance we'll be at JMU, a man can dream, James. I'm with you, buddy. I, I think it's a, a fantastic point. Just I'm right there with you, pal. Yeah, you sure that, that'll be our Well, that'll be our classic once a year 
Jack talks the entire pod and I say, cool. Oh, yeah, it sounds good. And on that, and that's that'll be my contribution to the pod. Yeah, it's okay. You don't need you know, me that for, night. It's, it's, like an, it's like an ISO. You're, you know. Yeah, you're, give me the ball. Yes, yes. You're James yep. Harden. We'll be coming up. You're James Harden, not the one we saw in Philly, but old school James Harden saying, hey, get, get, get the hell out of my way. I got it. And we'll be coming off a nice, inspiring series in Toronto, so oh, everything will buddy. be. Oh, and then I don't know. Well, that bottle will be coming off the Miami series, so even better, buddy. Even better. Well, I was talking about Thursday, Sunday. Well, yeah. Sunday, frankly, they could get swept for all I care if they take one of <laughs> if they take one of my guys. Well, that's it's, my point. I'm saying I'm. T- I was thinking about the the Sunday night one, like after your guys are taken. Like actually, that would really be two pods in a row. I won't do much talking. So this is going to be. The Fritz special the rest of the week. Get excited. I like it. Yep. Yep. And wait till I come back from Virginia with all those takes. Oh, um, buddy. All right. Last thing here before we get out of here is who do we blame more for this? These last two losses. Do we blame one Tom McCarthy um, for when the Phillies were up 3-1 heading into the sixth inning on Sunday? Um he uttered the phrase, yeah, the, the, the Cardinals were having sage on their field and it's not going well. And oh, then ever funny. since then, it's been a disaster of a funny. series. Um, Tom, 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 we, Tom. I mean, oh, man, I, you know, sheesh. And your son listens to the pod. Pat's hearing this and having to relive yep. this, which is tough, too. I'm sorry for that, Pat. Yep. Um, so do we blame one T-Mac or do we blame the two at Phillies, uh, Twitter? Um, do we, I know that they're probably listening to the podcast as well. After the game on Saturday, they tweeted series. I saw that. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Mm, It's tough. I was in the elevator going up to the to the wedding uh went back from the wedding and i was opening twitter and i saw that or no it was on the way down to the wedding yeah no the night of the wedding when they won that game it was when we got back when i was going up in the hotel and i'm all you know a little maybe drunk at the time and i saw it and i was like oh no that's a that's not a good one um honestly i mean (laughs) yeah both big and fall i mean but if we have to be honest as much as I love, love the Phillies social media um, crew and what they do. I mean, at Phillies. I mean, that's it's just a bigger one. It just is. Simply can't happen. It, uh, it right? simply can't happen. I mean, you know, yep. the, the Tom Ripping Sage, that's, you know, not great, but I can understand that. You know, I no, could. It's the wrong I time. Could, like, do it, do it after the game. I over. agree. It was a mistake. But if I have to pick which, I mean, again, both mistakes, both culpable. But if I have to pick the more egregious sin, I mean, the dub, you know, series dub in a, in a four gamer when you won two is it's not great. It's not great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's strictly on. We keep Phil's it real Twitter. here. You know, we got to be yeah, honest. Listen. We love our yeah, people. So, so um, nevertheless, thank God this has been a roller coaster of emotions. This podcast, it felt good, you know, by the end, being able to talk about Drew Gilbert and, and Chase Lauder and Zach Nito. And how one of them better be a fill by the end of the week. I'm glad that Alec Bohm, uh, you know, hopefully avoided an IL stint. Um, worst case scenario, though, like if it's not broken fingers, he'll miss the rest of the week and then be back post all star break, you would think. So, um, yeah, you know, 
I, it, it, it's frustrating because they lost the last two games after winning the first two, but I think if we headed into the series saying they split in St. Louis, we're not totally despondent like I was at the beginning of the podcast. But can't lie to people. That's how I felt. Yeah, we never lie. That's the beautiful thing. We never lie to Diops listeners. All right, I have uh, three final thoughts on the way out. One is a PSA. Um, did you know, did everyone know, that the trade deadline's August 2nd this year? Uh, yeah. I did not know that. I've been saying, oh, 20 days till the deadline today. And, welp, look at this idiot. So, um, unlike Jack, I think there are probably people out there who just know it's July 31st every single year. It's not this year. So PSA for those people, unlike Jack, who knows everything. All right. I just figured I'd throw that out there, Jack, because I just found out. Well, it's, it's, it, honestly, it's just another example of how it's borderline shocking. You're even allowed on a baseball podcast. <laughs> but. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Second thing. Second thing. Has anyone ever looked more like a beer league softball player than Kyle Schwarber when he's wearing those like old school Oakley or whatever they are wrap around sunglasses in a day game. Has anyone ever looked more like a beer league softball player than him in those moments? I say no. Well, y- yeah, but also like Daniel Vogelbach and no, Rowdy. They're, they're definitely dudes. And I know that was a great picture. But I, uh, I mean, the the Schwarber with those old school Oakley wraparounds on, I just, I love it. Um, all right, and last, well, he, oh, he needs to, first off, Schwarber has to be a fill like for the like. I need, uh, I need at least one big uh, home run. Like I need I, a Stairs level Schwarber, totally, Schwarber home run, totally. Sure. Except he's a way better player than Stairs. Um, all yes, right, yes, yes. Um, last thing, um, as we finish out somehow, almost an hour long podcast, it always happens. Um, let the record show. That there was one member of this podcast who never doubted the Phillies tonight. All right. We ended up in the same place, but I just want to make sure everyone remembers how this podcast started. All right. Just throwing that out there. Got it. Uh, and my final thought. <laughs> oh, you get a final thought now? I thought you were done. Yeah, I do. No, well, I didn't plan on having a final thought until <laughs> oh, you good, two good. seconds right, ago. Lay it on me. Lay um, it on me. Let the record show that there was one member of this podcast that wanted Kyle Schwarber this offseason, oh, and there was wow. one member of this podcast wow. that wanted Nick Castellanos. So, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> one time, Nick. One time. He's Fritz himself, or we'll see you later.